We are live. Good to see you today, my EOS podcast friends. I have Ritesh, the CTO of Moonlighting, and uh, he's been there for about four years ago when they founded this company, recently moved over to the EOS IO blockchain uh, with funding from one of the EOS VCs. This is a really exciting project. We're going to talk about all about what it is, uh, how they got here, and what it means for EOS. So, um, Ritesh, welcome to the show, and go ahead and introduce yourself. Definitely. First of all, uh, great to be here, Brandon. Thank you for uh, having inviting us over the show. Uh, very excited to talk about moonlighting and EOS uh, with the audience here. Uh, so my name is Ritesh Johar, as uh, Brandon mentioned, CTO and co-founder of Moonlighting. Uh, we started building Moonlighting back in uh, 2014, uh, so five years ago. The idea uh, was being discussed even before that. Uh, so I have been, uh, I'm with Moonlighting for the last four and a half, five years, uh, where first one year was uh, Moonlighting myself and uh, building this project. and. Uh, uh, this the project overall has come a long way and we are very excited where it is today and we are very excited uh, for the future of it. Yeah, some of the best projects uh, end up being built as a pain point that someone's, you know, when someone's scratching their own itch and then they build it out for everyone else to use. That's so it's cool to hear that you were actually moonlighting yourself for a bit and built it like that. So. Um, yeah. yeah. So what do you think is the most interesting thing going on in EOS right now, Ritesh? Uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. EOS community, uh, I think the EOS overall ecosystem is growing and uh, uh, improving, evolving so fast. Uh, Sometimes it's so hard to keep uh, track of all the new stuff which is happening. I think a lot of that comes uh, of the great uh, EOS community, which EOS has built around it. Uh, I think it started, it starts with uh, the great block producers, uh, you know, the candidates are the ones which are active right now. I think they are participating and uh, doing a lot of work in EOS and uh, Dan definitely, I think everybody knows Dan and everybody follows him. I think he has great ideas and uh, I see on the community him throwing ideas and a lot of time uh, community picks it up and run with it and make something great out of it. So uh, recently means again, as a company which is already in production for four years, right, having 700,000 plus users, uh, one thing which uh, definitely stays on top of our mind is scalability and uh, usability of any product, any technology we use. Uh, so uh, these new products of uh, which can enhance even the scalability further for US like Rex and uh, Liquid Apps. So those are uh, the most exciting aspects which we are looking at. And, uh, uh, we are actually looking at both of those along with some other uh, uh, products which which are built on top of USIO protocol uh, to use with our architecture. Yeah, that that scalability is is cool. We we seemed like we were having some possible scalability issues in the future, and then just in time, Rex popped up, Liquid App, yeah. DApps popped up, and then it's you know that's not yeah. such an issue again right now. So uh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, you guys can stay ahead of it there. What kind of a uh, what kind of transaction speed is? Uh, is moonlighting requiring now and possibly requiring in the future? Yeah, uh, that is uh, 
a very good question. So any, uh, if you think about a centralized system, we control most of it in a centralized environment. Everything is real time. Uh, we get uh, around, uh, I would say, 60, 70,000 users on our platform every day. And when they are transacting, and they're not only transacting money and uh, you know, transactions like invoices or proposals, they are transacting data. Uh, when they're interacting with each other. So you can imagine uh, the number of likes, number of comments, bookmarks, feed scrolls, uh, views of any jobs, then applying for the jobs, and then uh, taking the interactions further from there. Uh, there are uh, thousands. Uh, if, I, uh, if I look at my API calls, uh, I usually run up to like maybe 2 million uh, calls a day on a lower day. Uh, so, so if if we start to look at now blockchain, right? Suddenly, uh, saying that I'm going to move everything there, uh, I think scalability immediately comes to uh, our mind. Is like, are we ready to do that? Uh, so, with these, uh, as I said, right, with with Rex coming on and with uh, uh, Liquid apps, I think there is a lot of potential for systems like us to move our transactions and user faster onto the chain rather than uh, a slow roll. So uh, we are still going to take it, uh, uh, I would say, cautiously, uh, where we are going to test a few thousand, few, uh, you know, we, are, we'll, we plan to start with 10,000 users on the main chain and then rest on maybe as V accounts and using VRAM uh, and then eventually move on to hundreds of thousands and eventually, hopefully, in next uh, year or so, we are planning to have millions. Uh, so. Uh, all goes well, uh, all that will happen, uh, but we will scale as we see the, or as we gain the confidence in the transaction per second of of the protocol itself. Very cool. Yeah, we'll we'll dig a little bit further into that uh, that scaling here, but let's uh, let's tell people actually what moonlighting is because you guys are trying to basically disrupt a trillion dollar freelance job market, and so you know that that's a big idea. So tell people you know, just a, a briefly what Moonlighting is. Oh, definitely. Uh, so Moonlighting is a platform. Uh, one of the components of that platform is, uh, okay, first of all, it's a platform to solve many problems for freelance economy. It's basically uh, where we are trying to reinvent freelance uh, economy, whether it is marketplace, whether it is how people transact and everything. Uh, so one of the major aspect which people are most familiar about with formal lighting is the marketplace aspect of it, uh, where service providers, uh, the freelancers and the employers uh, come onto the platform, they create their accounts, they create their profiles, they, po they post the jobs uh, from the employer side and the services from the service provider slash freelancer side and uh, uh, they find each other there. So it's open marketplace. Uh, one thing which we have done uh, from the beginning is we, we never stood in between uh, two people connecting with each other. Like we are not the middleman. Uh, I'm giving you a platform where you both come in uh, and put your uh, you know, shingles out and say, this is what I do and, or this is what I need and connect with each other. Uh, now there is along with the marketplace, we also have built to, uh, so that our freelancers can have 
all the tools they need to conduct the business. We have, we have built a tool set, uh, which is uh, invoices and proposals and payments all within our platform, along with the instant messaging being part of it so that uh, we recommend our users to stay within the ecosystem when they're interacting at least initially, because uh, that way uh, there is there is a trace of what they have been talking to the users on the platform rather than uh, talking over the phone and somebody, you know, giving the information they don't stand behind later. Uh, and also use our tools like proposals to kind of uh, write a contract of work uh, saying this is what we agreed upon and then use our tools to uh, get the payments done because we'll then make sure uh, or, you know, we have uh, integration with the right payment gateways and the fraud engines to check and make sure that things are not going to go like, you know, people are not going to deceive each other, trick each other. So, uh, as uh, you mentioned, we started back in 2015 and uh, sorry, 2014 is our first launch, October 2014 uh, beta launch. And then we have grown to about uh, 725,000 users now. Uh, and 80% of our users are freelancers. Uh, 75% maybe on a better day. And then there is, there is a huge uh, 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 imbalance as you can see, right? There is 20% demand, 80% people want it. Uh, and that is the case with any uh, freelance marketplace you pick up. Uh, so we, uh, that is the reason one of our uh, vision of making it open, making it as easy as possible uh, for people to connect with each other and not standing in, uh, in the way of their interaction is to help uh, people find more jobs and uh, you know, uh, make more money and create more business for themselves using this platform. So, so with a freelance marketplace, you're saying one of the hurdles is that there's generally more people offering to work than there is demand for, for the labor? Always. Always. Well, okay. uh, and that's, that's something which you will see on uh, any, you know, even if it is not freelance, it's a staffing company, you will see the same thing. Yeah. So it's in the whole employment uh, landscape, especially in the freelancing economy, there is uh, like Upwork, taking an example of that. Uh, uh, you know, if you see maybe there are two to 5% of the total uh, users who find jobs on Upwork mm -hmm. and other 98% to 95% are waiting. Uh, okay. You know, there is, there is not enough demand on any one platform to really, uh, uh, provide jobs for all the freelancers who are interested. Uh, but there is, uh, if we all, again, you know, uh, we'll get into the mission and vision of Moonlighting is to creating this uh, freelance community. Uh, and that is uh, how we think we can solve that problem, where uh, we should not be, everybody should not be in their walled garden of saying, oh, you are here and I'm not going to share or let you go outside. Uh, whereas uh, we want to create a, uh, uh, ecosystem for freelancing itself, which is uh, where all these uh, players like us can come in and provide this demand, which is needed by these freelancers and help them find more jobs and let them go out, let them find elsewhere, partner with every other uh, similar platform rather than saying, you know, I, I think the days where, uh, where the business models of saying that, oh, I want to do it for my business. Uh, and you will see moving from one web 1.0 to web 2.0, a lot of those disappear. Mm -hmm. Similarly, from web 2.0 to 3.0 now, you see a lot of them uh, struggling 
and we need to get into these decentralized communities we need to give the more uh, we need to give control more to the people who are participating and running those communities who are the main uh, participants in there rather than uh, just set of people sitting in boardrooms and deciding on the future uh, of uh, of a full marketplace so you're saying that you uh, moonlighting, you don't want, you don't stand in between or stand in the way of the users and the, uh, and the uh, providers. What, can you explain a little bit more what that means? Yeah. So let's say if you are, um, I don't know if, uh, if you've used uh, many freelancing tools, right? Yeah, I've used Upwork before, Fiverr. Very good. So uh, there is uh, usually a job or project posted and people bid. Mm -hmm. uh, and then there is a certain amount of people who can bid. There is, this is controlled by the algorithms written by the platform itself. So even if I have a service which can fit great uh, with the project which is posted, I might not get a chance to be able to even part of my bidding. Like, you know, might not be able to uh, put my uh, proposal out there. Mm -hmm. So same thing if you see with the, uh, uh, if you come down to the other side, where it's like home services or uh, Thumbtack or, you know, home advisor, uh, there is, uh, people are given based on those companies algorithm, platforms algorithm saying, I post a job, there are, these are the three people who you should hire one of these, right? Mm -hmm. And then there are many other people who want to, who could have done the job better, but it's not necessarily that these three people will do the best job. These are the three people this platform wants to uh, provide some, you know, kind of uh, traction right now. Uh, and that is, there are many criteria how algorithm defines that. Uh, so what we have done is it is a marketplace where uh, if let's say I, I come and create a job of a mobile developer, uh, anybody who is out there is you know come in uh, and who has access to the platform and has created to uh, created the profile to the point where we think it is uh, complete enough to be able to contact the employer uh, they can come in and uh, contact that employer right away they don't need to go through moonlighting and moonlighting doesn't need to stand in the way saying oh look at uh, brandon or look at somebody else right and now uh, it is between the employer and the candidate like any other process their interaction they can figure out whether they want to work together from there or not but there is this uh, opportunity which is presented to openly on the marketplace rather than we controlling who gets it okay that makes sense so how is there a reputation system or anything like that or you're just is yeah is there a reputation system definitely so uh, one thing which we again you know uh, uh, we believe in is like to scale any marketplace to the point where it is uh, it is useful useful to the uh, full economy to you know uh, to the community uh, curation is a big uh, hurdle in that so when you look at uh, some of the uh, some of the marketplaces or some of the platforms who are curating each and every user uh, coming in it takes a lot of uh, cost it takes a lot of effort uh, to be able to do that. Now, if a company, if a platform is going to incur that cost to do that, guess who is going to pay for it eventually, mm -hmm. right? Somebody has to. Uh, so that is why we suddenly see 20%, 25% cuts of the paychecks. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I cre created this great project. First of all, I had to bid against certain other number of other people and I have to bid low enough and with the enough quality that I get this project. 
And once I get it, now I have to give my 20% of my paycheck to somebody, you know, mm -hmm. because I, they let me participate in this marketplace. So, so to, uh, so that we don't want that. We don't want uh, one thing which we always wanted to uh, make sure when we are making any decision in moonlighting is uh, we want uh, freelancers to keep their paycheck and not take that cut. Now, when it comes to maybe, you know, payments and we have to pay visa 3%, 2.9 plus percent plus 30 cents. Now that's something which might, uh, you know, we say, okay, you take that cost if you want to use that feature. But other than that, we don't want to keep your paycheck. Now, so that now to keep those costs low, we do not curate, curate our users. Now we rely on social uh, correction, social curation process. Now, with that said, uh, what that means is like you, when you create uh, your profile, we, we encourage you strongly to add your LinkedIn and your Facebook uh, and your Twitter and your Instagram and all your social verifications mm -hmm. to the, uh, so that people know uh, and they can look at your profile elsewhere as well outside the platform. And second is once you complete your job or complete any interaction with the client or the other way, uh, we have two-way rating system. So please encourage the other side to provide you a, a rating and a recommendation or, you know, uh, or the, like as an employer, if I'm not happy with some service provider, I should, uh, I'm encouraged to give my feedback and, you know, rate that person. So there is, there is this whole uh, reputation management, which happens, uh, which a, a user builds uh, based on their activity and that helps them stand out of, from others. Right. Yeah, I mean, that makes a ton of sense. So there is a cost to the curation, like you're saying, and that cost basically comes out of the uh, service or the people who are doing the work. It comes out of their paycheck. Uh, so eliminating that, giving more of a free marketplace is cool. It makes me think of uh, kind of an Airbnb model where you see, uh, I don't know how they, how much they curate, but you, you know, people connect their social profiles and they have this social validity where people can verify who they are and you can go see their Facebook account and things like that. So you feel comfortable staying at their home. Uh, it makes sense to do something more of an open marketplace, less curated, uh, with, with work too. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a really cool idea. Yeah. So, uh, we, uh, one thing again, you know, I don't want to go into blockchain, uh, wait for the right question to do that. But there is, uh, I think there is a right balance which we have to strike between the curation and verification of profiles mm -hmm. and uh, the reputation management which is done on the platform itself. Uh, and uh, we have to definitely think how, how can we make these sources of data more credible, right? It's like reputation is also like, uh, Amazon does not have this problem anymore, but when it started, it had a lot of <clears throat> problem where people were getting reviews, oh, paid yeah. reviews, right? They were like companies who were, uh, who were literally saying, Oh, give me thousand dollars and I will uh, create so many reviews for you. Facebook yeah. had similar thing for companies. So, so they had to create algorithms and they had to go uh, and make sure they could, they took care of that uh, to some degree. Uh, but with new marketplaces also, we have to make sure that even when we are building these, uh, uh, you know, reputation engines, uh, we have to make sure they are, the sources are credible and yeah. there are, uh, there are ways to do it in decentralized environment. And that is what we are, uh, shooting for and going for, uh, but there is a lot more work. Uh, it's just reputation is not just uh, a small thing to manage because that kind of, uh, drives the whole business to a freelancer or take away all the business from a freelancer that can uh, make or destroy. 
Yeah, there's a lot of conversation going around in, in the blockchain community about this unique identity and the ability to take, you know, let's say all of your different social media sites, plus maybe a government ID if people want to provide that, plus uh, whatever online history you have, plus your network of connections that all come together and, and can verify you as a unique individual. And so once we have this unique identity, that starts to, I think that's part of what you're saying, is that starts to open the door that, okay, if your identity is actually verified, now we can, uh, you know, now we can trust these social scores more. It's not just a bunch of fake votes or things like that coming in. So, um, totally. Yeah. So yeah, you have to find the right sources and you have to, uh, you have to find the right ways to find those sources and let them give them easy enough uh, tools to be able to connect. Mm -hmm. uh, so the problem is sometimes there are like, uh, I have uh, maybe to prove my reputation, I know people who can help me do that. But is there an easy way in a platform for me to bring those people in and able to prove that? So I think that is uh, this unique identity thing. It's uh, blockchain. I'm hoping will find this solution, which is more uh, decentralized, right? Rather than me only depending upon saying, oh, you have a government issued ID. Okay. Doesn't prove in my opinion. Okay. That proves I'm Ritesh Jor, but doesn't prove anything else. Right. And then, okay, you can get your background checked done. Right, like okay, there is a criminal background check, there is a national background check, there is a local background check. I can go through all of those. Now that proves some things for me, right? And saying okay, so uh, this guy does not have a tendency to be a criminal. He has not done these bad things, and okay, you can trust him at least at this point. But still, doesn't tell you whether I'm going to do a good job or not, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you're going to hire me for a skill set. Now, whether it is my education qualification which can provide you that uh, confirmation saying, okay, he, he has master's in uh, computer science. Okay, he must know how to code. And then uh, my work history and okay, he has worked on these big companies or these uh, number of companies at these positions that that verification will help you. And more, what will help you on any platform or at least the type of work is if I can give you contextual recommendation, contextual reputation saying, this guy is great, his reputation is five, but his reputation in this particular skill set is 4.3. Mm -hmm. Whereas on the other side, he's uh, he's a rock star, right? So those, I think there is there is this uh, thing which we are trying to build in a decentralized manner is not only a profiled reputation, but also profiles reputation in a context. Uh, and that, is, that means that you have to involve the right uh, sources of data uh, to build that. And how do you find those sources of data or what's the, you know, what, what's the plan for moonlighting as far as your approach to that? Uh, that, that is a very good question. So there is, it's a big problem to solve. Okay. Uh, there is no way I'm going to pretend that I have solved it already. Uh, so I'll tell you our uh, way to do it is there is, as I said, right, the pieces which I can verify uh, with the credible sources, like your education, your work history, I'm going to do that. So uh, we are creating some partnerships which are going to help us uh, do those verifications for users. Now there is other side is uh, the freelance, like our marketplace, uh, when I, I have joined Moonlighting Marketplace, I have done certain kind of skill set and I have done certain jobs and there is a reputation I have built there. Now there are other marketplaces, similar marketplaces where you would have done similar kind of work. Uh, 
So we, what we want to create is a oracle of work profiles. It's not just this profile, work profile is not something which will be used only by moonlighting. We want to create this oracle so that it can be used across the ecosystem of all freelance platforms. Now, I can understand there will be freelance platform which will not be ready to participate in, in, in that ecosystem initially, but there are uh, many forward-looking platforms like us who understand the benefit of a community and benefit of uh, uh, building something in a decentralized manner uh, to give it more credibility and having that trust, creating this trust in the data. Uh, so we are going to partner with a lot of companies, uh, which are either, some of them would be staffing solution companies who have employment data and uh, good history on some, uh, uh, on some people. And then some platforms which are, you know, maybe a platform who is just uh, doing one kind of job, like they are just dog walkers or dog sitters, or, mm-hmm. right? There's a platform uh, who is providing, uh, I don't know if you, uh, we, we just declare that we are uh, partnering with another USIO based uh, uh, company called Hire Vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, are, they share the same vision for freelancers as we do. And we, uh, like we discussed and we talked to them at length and found that, you know, there is, there are so many people like us who, uh, who want to solve this problem. So I think it's, a, this problem will be solved by all of us getting together and all of us uh, working to create these sources of data, these sources of data and bring them to one place and bring them to a place. Again, when I say one place, bring them to a place, which is, uh, in you know which is together to make a worker's profile but in a decentralized and distributed manner Uh, so that is that is our uh, you know path we are going to take to create this uh, valuable profile so uh, i mean the goal is for basically people to be able to port their moonlighting profile to any other platform that that's going to accept that Uh, so is it are you going to have two different kind of parts of the company here, like a moonlighting, just the profile that can be ported around and the moonlighting platform for jobs? Are you going to focus more on one or what's so, that? Uh, no, that, that is a discussion we have very often here. Uh, so uh, this is how we see it. We, uh, from the day one, when we started building moonlighting, we never uh, said that we are going to be a freelance marketplace app. Okay. Uh, we always built it as saying, uh, thinking in our, like in the co-founder's mission is that we are building a platform help, which is going to help gig economy. We are creating this platform for gig economy. Marketplace is one component of it. Now marketplace is, okay, this is going to provide you a place to interact with each other, find each other. But we are also going, we, we built the tools you need to perform interactions and transactions within a marketplace. Uh, we are going to create this profile management system, which will b- become this oracle of worker profiles, uh, which will also be used. So moonlighting as a platform is the company anyway. Marketplace is just one aspect of uh, giving it out to the users to start with. Right? Okay. This is how, uh, this is your entry point into this ecosystem. Mm-hmm. But doesn't mean this ecosystem stops here. Uh, now, this is where the value, the more value you will actually get out of the tool set. Because a lot of people uh, use so many tools and their business is segregated. They're like, it's hard to manage your business when you're uh, busy developing and busy doing things, right? The organization, you end up hiring somebody to do that. Whereas if you have the right tools, you can manage all that very easily within this platform. 
So, uh, and this will give you a place where now you can build your profile. You can bring your profile in with the verification, right verifications, and you can also build the activity here and we will let you port it. We are not going to keep it and say that, oh, because this data, if you think about this data belongs to the users, not us. And so uh, rightfully so, they should have access to it wherever they want. Uh, it should not be me controlling or moonlighting controlling it saying, uh, you know, if you get out of moonlighting, uh, you know, this, this whole, this whole profile and reputation you build stays with us. No. Yeah. And the gig economy is so fragmented that you picture someone who maybe has been walking dogs, but they also paint houses. And if they're using totally. moonlighting, then they've built this reputation as, you know, being responsible with their work and doing a good job. And then they also paint houses, but they, you know, so then they can, Port their uh, their profile over to a different site and and kind of keep their reputation with them. That that moving reputation helps, you know, and that helps on the people purchasing the service in too, because you're getting more data on this person's, you know, ability to perform. So, yeah. uh, and I like the idea of people being able to control their own profile. Um, so you host the let's I guess this is still a little bit hypothetical but you're going to be hosting these the profile for people they're going to have access to it do you have access Hello. to a giant oh do you still hear me there Brandon, did I lose you mark this spot by by taking my hat off that's how I mark spots <laughs> now so um you're housing this this data basically of these people's profiles how's that housed are you using the blockchain for that or what's what's the how are you storing that information yeah. So uh, right now, all this data sits in a centralized, in our centralized databases. It's right now, it doesn't sit on blockchain, right? Uh, so we have, uh, we use some NoSQL databases. We have uh, uh, data warehousing implementation for uh, where we are, you know, uh, putting all this uh, activity information, events information for uh, creating a profile, activity-based profile on you, on freelancers. Uh, and then all this data, which belongs to a user, uh, user's profile, whether it is static or dynamic, uh, sits in our centralized databases right now in, in a very regular data structure, right? And you, uh, our platform serve this data out to uh, public on, through our apps, you go to you can download Moonlighting app on Android and iOS and on Moonlighting.com. Uh, this this data is also uh, syndicated out to almost uh, uh, hundred news media websites, uh, where uh, which is very location based. Uh, saying that if, let's say if you go to MiamiHerald.com, uh, you will see service providers from Moonlighting showing up there from that region. Uh, so. So this platform, which is a centralized platform now, is hosting data to all these places, right? Uh, now, uh, suddenly I'm talking about saying I want to partner with uh, many other freelance platforms where I'm going to share this data or let users, I should say, uh, choose to uh, share the data choose to let me share the data with those freelance platforms or uh, themselves take and port data. Uh, so as, as soon as I start sharing this data and putting, cre creating more integrations, uh, suddenly we felt the need of uh, decentralization. That is when uh, we started back in 2017 is like this, we have this great vision, uh, but we need to create uh, more of a decentralized system rather than a centralized system, which we have right now. Uh, so we're going to uh, put this data on blockchain. Now, uh, the storage is, uh, we have come a long way. 
uh, from where we were in 2017, 2016, right? Uh, but uh, uh, I think we're still not there to be able to store all data. And uh, I'm a very, uh, I'm a very practical user of blockchain. Uh, I'm not like a purist who will like, oh, everything goes blockchain now. No. So what what makes sense to go on the blockchain is selected by us, you know, by the technical team, and then uh, we will put only that subset of data which will go to the chain, and rest of the data will still be off chain. Now, uh, even the subset of data which will go on the chain will not go to the chain uh, in plain text. Those are the hashes of the claims which are associated with a profile will be created on the chain. And now uh, people will uh, still have to use moonlighting system uh, to get access to the data, right? Because the data sits off chain, but the validity and the audit trail of that data sits on blockchain. So that's how we are uh, doing it in uh, MVP and phase one. Okay, so what you're putting on chain is a hash of the, uh, of the validity and the authenticity of the data, basically. Exactly. And then so okay. we call them, uh, and technically we call them claims. Like, so every uh, profile uh, has a pillar called identity. So, mm -hmm. you know, this is user's profile and there is a unique identity associated with this profile. And then uh, all these uh, static and dynamic attributes become claims on this profile. And these claims can be validated by, uh, even if we, we can share them through our centralized system, but can be validated by anybody who is uh, using those claims on the chain because their hashes need to match. And uh, <clears throat> down the road, how do you see that? Of course, like you have to take it step by step because uh, with, with blockchain right now, this is, I, I talk about this, like this is the year of UX. People need to now figure out how to use blockchain without people knowing they're using it and without it getting in the way and annoying users because because uh, yeah. that's, you know, up till now it's been like, if you want to use blockchain, it's going to be a total pain. So, um, so yeah, you got, you got to take these baby steps so it doesn't get in people's way or else they're just not going to use it. So um, yeah. how do you see that evolving and down the road, if the UX is possible, what would you or will you store on blockchain or how will you utilize blockchain as it develops? Yeah, so we are already like, again, since uh, I wrote the white paper back in like, you know, I think 2018 at some point, uh, things have evolved since then, you know, mm -hmm. with VRAM and V accounts, uh, like things have become easy for us uh, to be able to manage more data on the chain. Uh, you know, uh, so that uh, that progress, which we have already seen since the launch of US in June last year, uh, that's incredible, right? There's a tremendous progress, and uh, I'm uh, I'm very cautiously optimistic that this is going to go uh, even further. It's going to get better. That we are going to reach a point of uh, scalability. We are going to reach a, a point of uh, transaction processing and cost. Uh, where we will be able to use this with the real systems, real world systems. Uh, most of like, you know, right now, if you see a lot of blockchain dApps or gambling dApps or games and all that, you know, this is, those are the great use cases. But when you come to uh, the real data, like, you know, the data which is outside gaming, you know, the usability is uh, not as much. Uh, so we, uh, we are taking baby steps by not moving everybody to the blockchain day, day one. Uh, we are going to find our most engaged and most uh, the profiles which have 
which have the most value, business value, uh, it will go onto the chain as phase one. And then eventually it will be hundreds of thousands of profiles like that. And a lot of those profiles doesn't need to have a main account, main chain account, right? They doesn't mean that every user needs account of their own to start with because uh, one of the biggest problems user community, uh, sorry, user of platforms like us, they don't understand blockchain. As soon as you ask them to start creating a, a blockchain account and managing the keys, <clears throat> trust me, that doesn't work. Uh, so we are going to do a lot of that for them initially uh, and uh, do on the, do the data uh, transaction signing and data propagation on their behalf. Uh, our hope and our, uh, our path would be to encourage our users and educate them more and more as they progress within the platform. As they keep using our platform, I'm going to keep educating you. And there will be a point when there will be enough educated user who will like to now uh, get involved to the level two and say that, you know what, I want to take care of my account. I want to hold the keys to my account. So, and we will do that. We are already architecting our system in a way where uh, we will, uh, you know, it will be very easy for us to move to level two. And then eventually, hopefully, uh, when blockchain is, uh, mainstream and it is uh, every it's a household thing that everybody uses blockchain the way you they use internet today nobody is uh, you know struggling with that like at least 90% hopefully are not struggling with that uh, so hopefully people won't struggle with that and eventually we'll move to a point where people can uh, manage uh, their accounts themselves and manage their data and take control of it more and more and our our technology i have no doubt will improve to facilitate that like it's not that necessarily that, okay, you, there is only learning curve on the user side. I think there is a lot of evolution curve on, our, on, on technology side. So we, uh, those both going together, uh, I think we'll reach a point where this will become a non-issue in a few years. And when that, let's go into the future and that becomes a non-issue, people are using blockchain like they are the internet. What's the difference what, what's the benefit of having blockchain connected to moonlighting at that point? What, what do people get from it? Oh, huge. I think it's uh, uh, even if you're using the blockchain, again, uh, the source of your data still has, has a lot of value. Uh, so whether that source of data of, uh, uh, you know, adding value to your profile is moonlighting or higher vibes or anybody else. I think all of those, as long as those sources stay, uh, context within the context of the user will still have the value whether whether technology is decentralized doesn't doesn't make the sources not useful yeah yeah oh and, and but i mean but uh so yeah but what for the user the benefit what is it is it that they can control their own data or what you know what does the user get out of that uh, being integrated with blockchain uh, I think users get uh, a lot, actually. Uh, the three problems which it will solve. Uh, number one is trust. So by having a decentralized profile, which is uh, contributed to by multiple platforms and have been sitting on, the, and there is a history of this profile, the auditability of, the auditability of this profile, which is sitting on the chain, that gives a lot of trust to the profile. And now uh, when the employers look at it, uh, everybody doesn't need to go back and uh, verify the same things which, we have, which have been verified in the past. 
and there is there is not only the immediate value which the employers and the users will see i think it will bring a lot of efficiency from a from operations point of view from cost point of view that you don't have to keep doing the same thing so right now if you have to go and look at education qualification right so there are very few companies out there uh, uh, there are there are some entities out there which which control this data today and uh, uh, i'll tell you that some of their contracts some of their agreements they write when they share this data is uh, to the point where they don't want to let it go out uh, they want to share this data for with with somebody who is paying for for that instance and they don't want even that user to use it again so i'm um, without going into the detail there i think there is there is a lot of operational and cost efficiencies we can have with this new uh, decentralized system where there there is no one entity whether it is moonlighting or uh, he, you know block one or anybody con who can control this data so now users can take this data and you know have this immediately builds the trust it immediately builds the usage of the data because it has the operational and cost efficiency associated with using the data uh, it uh, also gives the user now uh, it opens the freelance economy to you across the world you're not now like moonlighting right now is available only in united states and canada in north america so eventually you want to go international we are we already have on the roadmap where we want to go next right so with this with a decentralized system uh, international freelance economy will open up for these users right not only from a moonlighting uh, gateway point of view but uh, from other marketplaces as well uh, it will also uh, help them with the point you touched upon earlier called fragmentation right you said like it's so fragmented today uh, people uh, I, I was talking to somebody who is very senior, uh, a, a very uh, vetted blockchain developer, right? Uh, a great guy. Uh, he was uh, he was banned from Upwork. <laughs> oh, wow. So, uh, uh, like, why? Right? Because he, he didn't follow certain rules which they put in place, right? Now, now whatever reputation of years, the years of work he did in Upwork, that stayed there. Right mm. now, there should be this this value of having this decentralized data, which is available on public blockchain. The validity of which is available on public blockchains. Uh, users should be able to take it and port it to wherever they want. So I think there is a huge. Uh, 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 so for any any new, when you talk about any uh, new system to be put in place, there have to be drivers, there have to be uh, people who have to run that system, or at, at least uh, if even if the community is running it, eventually maybe, uh, you know, Moonlighting will create this system and can step out as just one of the contributors to the system, right? Don't need to be the one who is driving it. But I think uh, there is, there are a few years where we have to uh, take it to that level and eventually maybe take a step back and become one of uh, those contributors to the overall system. Yeah, I mean, that's such an interesting big picture thought because there's this whole infrastructure that's basically built around verifying people's ability or credibility with work. I mean, from, you know, if I want my college transcript, it costs me $60 to, to get the piece of paper in the mail. Uh, you know, Upwork is to some extent, in your friend's case, holding that information uh, for themselves. There's, there's a, probably an unlimited amount of 
these places that hold your personal verifying identity kind of hostage so that they can get paid for it. So, um, so yeah, that, that is a cool big picture idea of where, of you being able to globally or internationally verify your ability to work and add value and take that with you. And that is, that is a killer. I think it's uh, our, uh, you know, one thing which we follow here in Moonlighting is you do the right by the users, you do the right by uh, the community you are creating this platform for, uh, it will automatically take care of you. Because there has to be facilitators uh, who have the right uh, intentions to take this forward. And, uh, you know, Moonlighting will play that role. Do you guys have a token or a need from a, for a token or what's that situation look like? I think we definitely uh, uh, have a need for the token. Uh, uh, we tried to, uh, we thought of doing uh, ICO back in uh, kind of, you know, test the waters a little bit with uh, and share the ideas uh, with few people. Uh, our, uh, we worked with uh, great, you know, companies like Cooley to help us with the legal side of things. And, uh, you know, things were not, uh, the regulations and the whole regulatory environment is not to the point where we felt comfortable doing it. Uh, and I, uh, I'll tell you is like, there is, I think we took a step back and said, okay, let's build the platform instead of first doing it, uh, doing the ICO and raising money through tokens. Uh, let's first build the product and then eventually get the utility of the token within the platform rather than starting the other way around. Uh, so even if that would have helped us financially to move it faster and uh, do, you know, uh, scale it better and, you know, spend more money uh, into the platform itself. But I think uh, we will still revisit that uh, token uh, thing maybe another uh, next year or so and see if uh, uh, we build enough audience around this and create a utility for this. So we have uh, uh, our plan after uh, the first MVP of profile management system is also to build a rewards uh, and loyalty system within Moonlighting, which will uh, we might use uh, we might, you know, at that point do Moonbits as a token. That's our token name. Uh, so everybody knows <laughs> uh, it will be out there someday. Uh, but let's say if we don't do Moonbits, then uh, we might integrate with uh, some partner tokens. And okay. be able to, uh, you know, for, uh, fuel our rewards engine using the token. Mm -hmm. So there, there is a lot to be seen there. Yeah, absolutely. And you uh, ended up, so instead of the ICO market, obviously ended up being uh, what it was, but uh, you got um, EOS VC money. So you partnered with one of the EOS VCs, is that right? That is right. So uh, yeah, that's very exciting. That's uh, uh, definitely uh, big thanks to Block One, EOS VC, and uh, one of their funds, uh, FinLab out of Germany, has uh, led our Series A uh, last month we kind of announced that uh, we got uh, we have a five million dollar series a going on still in progress and they have uh, led a big part of it already uh, so that happened last month in april yeah from the company and um it seems like raising money through a vc has a lot of benefits over like an ico uh, whereas you're probably getting a lot of support from eos block one just in general um, a lot of tech support and things like that is 
Uh, is that the case? What's the, what's the support look like from the VCs? Oh, definitely. First, yeah, getting uh, VC money is definitely, you know, good for any startup, right? But I'll tell you, uh, for us, getting money from EOS VC is even more exciting because uh, before we went to EOS VC and got contacted for these reasons, uh, we were looking at EOS back in 2017. Right. We started our uh, just taking a little step back with a the journey there. Uh, we started looking at decentralization. And first POC we came up with was using Ethereum. Uh, we created a DApp. Uh, we created our own wallet. We, you know, did this Moonbit token integration into our platform. Uh, the whole um, uh, scalability, transaction processing, transaction cost, and usability. Oh my God, those three things. Uh, you know. I could not, we could not convince even ourselves to take it out to our users. Uh, so we, at that point, we were disappointed, but at the same time, uh, this light shows up and we started, uh, we started seeing Dan's videos and his vision about US. Uh, you know, people used to call it Ethereum on steroids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that is what uh, caught my eye first time, Ethereum on steroids. I want Ethereum on steroids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and then looked at EOS and, uh, create promises and you know everything was uh, looking so good we followed it for about a year before we committed to it and said that uh, this is the protocol we want to build upon now since we were so committed to it already now having funding from eos vc is like you know cherry on the top right mm-hmm. like you're getting uh, funding from a vc who is uh, passionate about the technology which you, which you are passionate about that's that's the great uh, I think uh, synergy there, which we are enjoying. Uh, now, uh, with we are we are based out of Richmond, Virginia, uh, and you know, as you all know, Block One is out of Blacksburg, Virginia, which is only three hours uh, drive. Uh, so since April, I have uh, been fortunate enough to actually go drive up there and spend time with Block One team, with Greg and uh, Dan and part and you know there are other engineers uh, so it's been a great experience so far so those uh, uh, they're not very involved block one engineers block one is not involved too much into eos vc decisions as i understand uh, but they uh, they are also looking at uh, people community uh, drivers like us and say that yes they want to see us successful and provide any support they can uh, to make sure we are moving in the right direction uh, so we are already engaged with the dev relations team on the block one side out of Hong Kong, and we are engaged with the people uh, in Blacksburg. So there is, there has been great support so far, and uh, I'm sure it will get better from here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's great to be, I mean, you're near Virginia Tech too. Hopefully they start pumping out some uh, great engineers in the next few years yeah. as well. So, Oh, definitely. So I was uh, recently, like uh, literally last week, uh, it was May 8th, I think, May 8th or May 9th. Uh, I was there judging a competition, which was uh, uh, Virginia Tech students uh, have built projects on USIO blockchain. Really? Uh, wow. And uh, I was very impressed to see the type of projects they have built and the real life uh, problems they were trying to solve. Uh, like they're solving payments, they are solving identity, they are solving uh, voting, uh, you know, all these things which you would suddenly mm-hmm. see and feel uh, that those are like the perfect use cases for the blockchain. Uh, so there were students who have done a great job. Uh, uh, you know, there were in this project, this whole, I think, hackathon. Uh, 
or I should maybe call it marathon more than because it was running for like six months. And uh, this final stage uh, was online when we judged that. And uh, it was incredible to see that kind of talent and that kind of education uh, actually being uh, delivered by a university in this cutting edge technology. And wow. there's a lot of enthusiasm there. Wow. That, yeah, that's, that, that is exciting. I mean, that's one of the things that it's been overlooked recently. I mean, when, when they first were in Blacksburg and were doing the Virginia tech things, uh, people were hyped about it, but, uh, people have forgotten a little bit, but don't sleep on Virginia tech. We got some really interesting stuff that's going to oh, come yes. out of there. It's going to be, yeah. I, I'm really excited about that. Um, you mentioned briefly uh, newspapers and classifieds. Is that is there is there newspapers that are that are what pinging your API or, or something? It, it, what's that look like? Yeah, so uh, three of the biggest news media companies in the United States, right? Uh, Gannett, McClatchy, and Tronk. Uh, all three of them are strategic investors. Uh, they invested in earlier rounds of moonlighting. Uh, so. Uh, so there is there is a lot of collaboration which happens between us and them. Uh, one of that is where we syndicate our data, we syndicate our uh, service providers' data uh, as, as form of ads to their websites. And now uh, we get those ad impressions, we get those placements based on our partnership. And uh, so we have built this uh, uh, ad serving engine ourselves in house, uh, which is sitting, which is you know basically. Uh, nothing but a, a content delivery network which uh, is integrated by using dfp on the news media site side and dfp is pinging uh, including a javascript snippet on their side uh, to ping this cdn and cdn is connected to our apis uh, to pull the fresh data out of our feeds and show fresh data on their side so there is this whole tech integration we have done with them and uh, uh, most of that heavy lifting of that integration is done by us. Like we have uh, taken it to a point where it, it becomes for easy for the website, those websites to just include three lines of JavaScript uh, for a placement saying, you know, you put it where you want to and the uh, rest is taken care of by uh, the system we have created, the ad serving engine we have created. Uh, so yes, there is a, a we get, uh, I think, uh, almost a million hits uh, every, every day uh, and sometime more. I'm talking about like an average number of hits is like about a million every day mm -hmm. from these news media websites. Wow. Well, that's, uh, you know, bringing back the classified ads <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to, to newspapers. Yeah, online. and again, for, for, think about this, like as a freelancer or as a service provider, what mm -hmm. do you want? You want to be shown at as many places as you can be. You mm -hmm. want business, right? And uh, so even if we were not, even if we are not decentralized at this point, you will see that is that has been our method of working. We want to share your data and give you as much value, not only within this uh, A platform, within A app and within A website. We want to give it everywhere. We want to partner on your behalf with all these companies and provide you that uh, in your area. So if you go to LA Times, you will see people who are from Los Angeles area. And if you go to Miami Herald, you'll see people who are from Miami area, right? So it's very target, geo-targeted uh, delivery, but it gives a, a great uh, traction to our users, our freelancers. Yeah, I mean, like, like you were saying, there's the issue, there's the um, discrepancy between the amount of people offering to work and the amount of people that need work. And so if you start solving that end of the problem, then you're gonna drive a lot of uh, traffic. Um, so yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so. 
we we've covered uh, where you where where you've come from, where you are, and uh, a little bit about where you're going. Did you have anything to add? Maybe maybe I guess we've covered a little bit, but five years down the road, what moonlighting might look like, or what you hope it looks like. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. I kind of dream about it every day, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I see moonlighting as. Uh, as this platform which is facilitating this decentralized freelancing ecosystem uh, what that means is uh, I, I want moonlighting uh, to be partnered with at that point uh, with tens if not hundreds of freelance marketplaces the gig economy marketplaces whether they are uh, in a niche segment or they are open like us right and uh, and like this line between where it is hard for people today to switch between full-time and part-time and gig economy, that should become easy. Uh, it should not be that if I want a, a full-time job, I have to go to one platform versus if I want a gig economy job, I have to go to another platform and then uh, I have to, you know, create a different kind of profile and create a different kind of uh, uh, reputation or manage a different kind of reputation on each of them. I think this all is connected. It is all employment, right? So the whole hiring uh, landscape should become easy. Uh, getting hired should become easy. And the opportunities, uh, sometimes if we are too much focused in one segment, uh, we don't see as freelancers or as even service providers, we don't see the opportunities elsewhere. So I want to create this ecosystem where you can have this, uh, you know, information to make the right choices. So uh, there is, uh, uh, in my dreamland, uh, there is this decentralized freelance uh, economy, and which is uh, which is not bound by physical or uh, any segmented boundaries virtual boundary so uh, it is global people should be able to work and they should be able to uh, they should be judged or they should be uh, paid not because of the place they are in but rather the skill set they are offering and the quality of work they are doing uh, it's not that somebody who is sitting in uh, United States is paid more than somebody sitting in uh, some other place. And again, you know, that that opens up the boundaries for all of us and, uh, you know, find reasons to cross these boundaries and travel more and do things from wherever we want. Uh, so this is that is the global freelance uh, uh, ecosystem is what I uh, want to see seen built or at least uh, not completely maybe by five years but uh, being at a good place in five years fantastic i love, I love that vision um well on my end um i this is the eos podcast me as podcast friends it's not just a uh, youtube show it's also a podcast so listen to it on the podcast we're going to give ritesh a, a chance to share his final thoughts here uh but I have the Mr. Happy Money Proxy. If you've been listening to this podcast and you've heard all the block producers on here, I vote for the best block producers uh, that represent transparency, empowerment, and building together. Uh, Rotesh is a good example of all that. If they were a block producer, I'd be voting for them. So uh, Mr. Happy Money Proxy, if you need someone to responsibly be a steward of your vote, um, then Mr. Happy Money Proxy is your place. Um, so. Thanks for uh, listening to the EOS podcast. And Ritesh, where can people find you and what are your final thoughts here? Um, you, know, you can find us on moonlighting.com. 
and uh, you can download Moonlighting app on iOS and Android. Uh, so start participating in the platform and contribute to this uh, uh, revolution, I would call it. Uh, and you know, we all need to be there together because we are uh, freelancers and the service providers who want to be in gig economy. We need to drive this. And uh, with, with everybody's participation, I'm sure we will take it uh, where, we, where we all can be proud of it. Fantastic. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show, Ritesh. The EOS podcast is the first podcast in the history of EOS, and it is continuing into the future. So uh, beautiful things coming. Ritesh, absolute pleasure to have you, and thanks for telling us all about Moonlighting. That's the show for today. Farewell, my friends. Thank you, Brendan. It was great to be there. Thank you. The money is not the prime asset in life. Time is, and uh, your time is. Just- Clap along, you-